Welcome to the Pirate Monk Podcast. Uh, coming to you, I, I feel like I'm kind of half-staffed today. Uh, this is this is your host, Nate Larkin, feeling quite lonely without the co-host. Aaron Porter, God bless him, has moved in the last week. Kind of a sudden, unexpected move. I, I think that... Um, I think that his cover in the uh, informant program was blown, and uh, he had to had to move in the middle of the night. Something like that. I'm not sure exactly what went down, but at any rate, in the new place, in the undisclosed location where he now lives, under an entirely different name, he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't yet have internet. So. Uh, so, so, so I'm having to be, this is terrifying, host, co-host, and engineer of, the, of this week's episode of the Pirate Monk Podcast. But there's no way that we were going to cancel the podcast because we've got booked, I mean, just a premier guest, back for a return visit, one of our favorite people in the world, Mike, Michael Leahy. How you doing, Michael? I am doing great and glad to be your co-pilot. Yeah, okay. It's just the two of us in this thing, man. This is awesome. And, you know, yeah. of course, we record these things now using Zoom, which is something you introduced me to. It's one of the many changes that have taken place in my life since April of this year when we first actually met face-to-face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of changes. Holy smokes. <laughs> is, that why, is that why Aaron's in hiding now? I mean... <laughs> As you were describing that, my mind, I flashed back to like the Baltimore Colts. Yeah, yeah. Remember when they slipped out of town, at, you know, late at night? Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we just talked to Aaron and we're like, Aaron, you got some yeah. time still for this? And yeah, yeah. Loading the cargo trucks, trying to, you know, <laughs> sounded like he's trying to step, say one step ahead of the authorities, whoever yeah. that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, um, so... Michael, um, lots going on. Lots going on. We are recording this the day before Thanksgiving. I'm mm-hmm. still going to be dependent upon uh, Aaron to edit and upload this thing. As busy as he is, I'm not sure whether whether it's going to go up, but I, I, we'll push to get it up before the weekend. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the meantime, I got to tell you, I'm turning into a regular Betty Crocker over here at my house. <laughs> <laughs> You're the cook? I am. You well, know, that's the best time of the year to do that, you know? Or the worst, depends on how you how you view it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is a transition we made in our house a few years ago when Allie was diagnosed with breast cancer. Mm. And she and so she went through a treatment thing, and there was no way she was cooking anymore. And yeah. she was too sick to go out to eat. And so it fell to me uh, to uh, – it fell to me to cook – which I, you know, had never done much cooking at all, just basic dad stuff. Mm. Uh, but I'll tell you what, uh, the internet has changed things. There are YouTubes that'll teach you how to do almost anything. And I have discovered quite to my surprise that I enjoy, I enjoy the kitchen. Now, uh, we've made it a little tougher in the last few weeks and we've gone on this very trendy ketogenic diet. Have you heard about this thing? It's making yeah, rounds I, here in Tennessee. I lost like 90 pounds uh, over the last year and a half, um, primarily following that kind of a diet. Works great. Really? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I'm down seven pounds in two weeks and quite quite happy about that. Sweet. 
Yeah, yeah. Missing, uh, you know, I miss my bread and miss the carbs, but it is fun eating this much fat. At any rate. You eat a lot of food on that diet, too. It's not like a starvation diet. No, not at all. Not at all. But it's it's requiring a lot of a lot of time in the kitchen. And my challenge for later on today is to actually make a sugar free coconut cream pie. I'm quite mm. quite excited about doing this crust and all. But this is this is this is silly. I can't believe that that I now <laughs> I get this excited about recipes, you know. And I'm and I'm buying kitchen doodads. I'm a sucker now for some. Oh yeah, yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond, man. Oh, you can find yeah. it all there. Yeah, 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 yeah. I cruise today's deals on Amazon, you know, and buy spices, ah, yeah, things like that. Yeah. So, what do you got your eyes on? Oh, yeah. What do I want? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's your What's top of your list? Oh, that's kitchen, a kitchen things. I, a new set of knives. I'm see. Uh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Re, I didn't realize how important knives are. Sharp <laughs> knives are. They're real important when you stop eating all your meals at Chick Fil A and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll tell you who else is a great cook, and he cooked for us while he was here visiting a few weeks ago. Is Aaron Porter? The oh, man. Really? The man's a wizard in the kitchen. He really is. Yeah. But he lives in the land of avocados and all that, so you would expect him. He's a healthy guy, I think. Yeah. Healthy cook. Yeah, yeah, or was yeah. he going for the deep fried? No, no, he didn't. He didn't do deep fried stuff. No, <laughs> okay. no, no, he's classier than that. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. Now you just offended about a quarter <laughs> of your uh, viewers and listeners, right? <laughs> I mean, there are you. Got, you know, you got a bunch of your guys that are out there trying to plan out the whole fried turkey thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the time of the year for the fried turkey. So oh, either yeah. they're going to have a great meal, or right. they're going to be paying a huge amount of money having to fix the part of their house that they burned down or their yeah, garage. Right. Right, 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 right. Well, I, I tell you, I t- we've done the fried turkey in times past, and and along mm-hmm. with the with the uh, the deep fried Twinkies. Oh yeah, oh yeah. baby, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> My daughter is, um, God bless her, and she's wonderful. She's fantastic. Uh, she's a she's a very healthy kind of. She got she got her mother's hippie gene, mm. and. Uh, so anyway, we have we have mutual friends we've known for years who are organic farmers in East Tennessee, hmm. and they, I mean, really organic farmers. I mean, chemical will never touch their land. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So they so they raise they in addition to growing crops, they raise meat. And uh, we've become kind of like their sales agents in Middle Tennessee, and they'll they'll come out with a load of chickens and turkeys and lamb and that kind of stuff, and then we'll parcel it out. It ain't cheap, baby. No, it it's not. That's never cheap. Yeah. And I I just got a lesson in how cheap it isn't. Kristen decided that she 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 said, "Look, I'll order the turkey, and uh-huh. we'll split it." And I said, okay, good. So <laughs> I saw her a couple nights ago. She says, I got the turkey. It's thawing. And, um, you know, and, uh, you know, you owe me for half it. I said, fine. I said, how much was the turkey? She said, $150. Oh, yeah, yeah. I believe it. $150. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, you, pay, you pay for it. We do a lot of our shopping. Um, we stopped buying. You're going to have to go back and get some advertising dollars for some of these people we're mentioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you may have to pay some off that were that were dissing. But <laughs> Slandering, yeah. We, yeah, we used, to, we used to buy a lot of the meat at Publix, and then we just started going to Earth Fair, uh-huh. uh, buying all of the chicken breasts and everything that we use, because we do a lot of chicken, a lot of fish on that ketogenic diet. Yeah. And I'm telling you, you can tell the difference 
you do pay for it though. Uh, but it's fresh cut and it's, or, you know, it's grass fed and all the different, you know, stuff it needs yeah. to be a lot. It's a lot healthier. We just noticed that we just felt like we had fewer chemicals in our bodies. Yeah. Yeah. It make a difference. Well, Kristen, Kristen swears that, you know, this, this Turkey is like no other Turkey you've ever tasted and mm. it's going to be a transcendental experience. So I'm, <laughs> Well, all you'll be missing are my deviled eggs. Oh, really? Is that what you're known for? So, I, yeah, I got a, I got a special bonus for your listeners. Okay. Uh, I'll give them the secret ingredient that my mom used and she told me about that will give you the greatest deviled eggs ever. Um, I'm required now to bring deviled eggs uh, okay. every Thanksgiving to our family. Okay. And so, it's the usual thing. You get the, you know, eggs. You get some really you know, good, um, mayonnaise, you know, the real, yeah, yeah. the real thing, the high fat, unfortunately, that's the non ketogenic side of that. And then uh, of course you have the paprika that you sprinkle on yeah. the top. But when you, when you mash up the eggs and the mayonnaise, yeah. put some Lowry's season salt. Oh, really? Mix some Lowry's season salt in with it. Yeah. And it is to die for. Really? It's really, really good. Yeah. So just try that and then, Tell us how it turns out. Okay. Send, uh, send, your, send your notes and letters in, right? I'm going to use this, man. I'm making deviled eggs every week. My breakfast, because oh. I'm rushing out of the house. I don't have time to fry an egg in the morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I do all the bacon and all the eggs on Saturday and then parcel them out through the week. And I guess, yeah. Yeah, try it. See what you think. But it, man, it's good. And okay. then you just have to do it to taste, you know. But, all right. Yeah. So right now we have some very confused listeners who thought they downloaded the Pirate Mutt podcast and suddenly they're listening to the Splendid <laughs> Table. On the food channel. They're on the food channel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's turn it. Uh, we will. We'll turn it toward more. Uh, well, before that. Tell me what do you what do you and Christine do for Thanksgiving? What do you what, what are the plans? Oh well, we're um, her her dad lives in the area and her uh -huh. grandparents on his side, so we're going over there and nice. um, it's going to be kind of a a low key um, low key Thanksgiving because normally her um, her aunt and some others. Uh, usually would be with us, but yeah. her aunt got married about a year or two, a couple of years ago. And so now they go to his home. Yeah, for yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, that kind of a thing, but yeah. we'll probably stop by and see some other friends that we have in the area. We, we usually stick around because my, our Christmas is usually traveling to Seattle to see my family. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we just like to, you know, not be a, a traffic fatality. Let me put it that way. Let's yeah. 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 All right. Well, we'll turn to more familiar topics in a moment when we return on the Pirate Monk Podcast. I wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. You could cut ties with all the lives that you've been living in. And if you do not want to see me again, I would Away with you, it's 
And we're back in the Pirate Monk podcast. Michael, I'm so glad that you're with us because you can help uh, you can help me answer a letter we got here. Okay, I'll give it my best. We, we love it when our listeners uh, jot off notes to us, send us questions, comments, or uh, uh, hints. Uh, by the way, the email address is piratemonkpodcast at gmail.com. So this one comes from Shane. He says, uh, guys, I'd really appreciate your thoughts on discovering porn on your teenager's computer. Mm. I've talked to him before about porn and how it affects the mind and heart. I'm struggling with the line between grace and law on this one. Any real world experiences you could share would be appreciated. Okay. This actually comes from Jason. So, uh, where, where, where does, where does your mind go on that very, very common dilemma, Michael? Yeah. You know, I, the first thing I think of uh, that you have to address is, um, you know, being authentic and real with where you are with the issue. Yeah. This is a frightening issue for parents to address. Uh, number one for the, for the spouse, for the woman, who really probably doesn't know much about this topic at all. Mm-hmm. Let's take the guy who's not in recovery. Okay. Right, 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 right. Um, so she's blindsided by this and she's probably thinking all the worst, worst things yeah, in the yeah. world. Yeah. And then the husband comes along and what I've seen is guys that are involved in porn. Mm-hmm. They've, uh, or, or, you know, some other sexual acting out behavior and they're not addressing it. Yeah. You know, they freeze like deer in headlights. Yeah. And, and if anything, they, they become um, they become hardened by it. They uh, usually overreact mm-hmm. because they're they're trying to send out flares, right? Instead yeah. of getting the ship blown up, hit the flares. And so yeah. um, they can become very legalistic about it. They can that's usually a the worst combination mm-hmm. is the the spouse who has no idea, the guy who's kind of trying to hide his own behavior and he yeah. can come down pretty hard on him. So let's, you know, in, in that case, um, you really need to pull back and mm-hmm. just try to think of what, what you were like, you know, back in that time uh, when you were first discovering porn. Um, but let's go to the, the one that's probably most common, which is you have Christian parents, um, they're, um, you know, the guy has had an experience of relationship with pornography, mm-hmm. whether you're fully addicted to it and in recovery or not, Again, you need to kind of check your attitude at the door in terms of, okay, where am I with this? Mm-hmm. And, and one of the things I see a lot of uh, men making, uh, fathers making a mistake on, is they get really hung up on this whole thing of, well, if I really dive into this topic and I'm really being a hypocrite because mm-hmm. I haven't dealt with my own stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it becomes a great opportunity to A, deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, go find a Samson Society group or get a hold of you guys or get a hold of us or whatever. Um, but start to start to deal with it, realizing that this will continue on from here. Mm-hmm. That you're going to have to address this. And then, um, and then I think you, you, you step into it with kind of a one, one firm hand of discipline in terms of, Hey, this is not allowed in our home, but seeing it as an opportunity to really start the conversation. Yeah. And it needs to be a lifelong conversation, conversation from that point forward. Yeah. And I think, I really believe that because this is a, more of a foreign topic 
to most women, not mm-hmm. all, but most women, than it is to the men. I think the I think the father needs to take the lead on this. Yeah, yeah. As the spiritual head, and um, try to diffuse the situation, not minimizing it, but just you know, kind of anticipating it. Uh, those would be my first thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's it's super important, first of all, not to shame the kid. Absolutely, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, because he's doing what's come, what comes natural. God wired us with a desire for sex and appreciation of the human body, and hormones are raging, and we have a very, very inventive and persistent uh, and absolutely uh, merciless and soulless adversary that's shoving pornography at all of us all the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's no way for the kid to um, avoid the temptation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be there. Yeah, he's gonna, it's going to hit him from somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and we can actually get to the point, and I, I've been there myself, where I, I feel guilty for being tempted. That somehow, mm-hmm. that uh, even wanting porn uh, or appreciating porn or being drawn to it in any way is a sign that I am somehow morally deficient or there's something spiritually wrong with me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I panic. I panic and get <laughs> at uh, when the temptation hits. Uh, and and run and hide shame. If I'm ashamed of being tempted, if somehow it's wrong to be temptable, mm-hmm. then I'm going to hide. I'm going to cover up. I'm going to run to isolation when I'm tempted. Feel terrible, but then because I'm alone, eventually I'm going to fall fall victim to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of reading into this. My sense is that that young man. Uh, especially since his dad has had conversations with him about what porn does and how destructive it is. Uh, The kid uh, at the very least is ambivalent about pornography, Mm -hmm. right? He'd like to not be able to do it. uh, But it's, it's kind of this appealing thing that he's found it impossible to resist. And now he's hiding it. And now he's been caught and now he feels shame, guilt. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So it's important not to uh, pile on the guilt. And I don't think we can punish ourselves or punish others past Mm -hmm. uh, this kind of addiction or infraction. Mm -hmm. My my sense is that what we all need when we're caught in this fight is we need somebody to jump in the trench with us. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Yep. And say, you know what? This is not something to trifle with. We've got to push back hard against this thing. We've got to take a very strong offensive position. Yeah. And that, right? And defensive position. And so if that means that we have to take the gaming console out of your room, that's not punishment. Mm-hmm. That's not punishment. That's protection. That's right. Yeah. Okay. And we're going to compensate. We're going to find ways for you to uh, entertain, enjoy yourself, and have time with your friends in ways that don't give the pornographers an opening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and there's, there's another side to this too, is, is really affecting the motivations of your child. Because yeah. you, can, you can start to take those things away, but they can sit there and think, well, there's no big deal to this. I mean, we're, right. 
yeah, my parents are overreacting, of course, you know, they've restricted yeah. my usage and stuff. I, I want to recommend a website for folks to go to. This is a wonderful ministry. I don't know if you're familiar with it, Nate. It's called Fight the New Drug. Oh, yeah. Great. Those folks. guys are great. And Clay Olson's personal friend, Clay's a guy, he came out of the ad world. Mm-hmm. And his mindset, we sat down and talked about this a long time at the Set Free Summit. And um, his mindset was, as an advertising guy, they went out and talked to teenagers about um, the anti-porn movement and then kind of the pro-porn side right? Uh, or their, their attitudes towards that. And all the descriptive words that they were using to describe pornography was kind of cool, edgy, mm-hmm. you know, kind of dangerous, interesting, yeah. no big deal. And then all the anti-porn words were, you know, judgmental, old fashioned, out of yeah. touch. Not. And so it, they, their approach was they wanted to switch it up. Right. So that, so that not necessarily the anti-porn, but the, we don't use porn. Yeah. We're not that stupid, you know. Yeah. They, they basically did everything they could from an advertising, promotions, branding standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. To make it cool to say, I don't use porn. Yeah. You know, yeah. and they made the big, you know, they, they made a big claim of, um, you know, kind of a, it's kind of a love movement, a movement towards love. Or um, mm-hmm. I think one of their t-shirts that they sell is porn kills love, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. But they're very much branded towards a teenager. Yeah. And I, I think that for parents, we, we worry about sounding kind of old fashioned, out of touch and irrelevant to our kids and yeah. the way that we think about it and talk about it. But just maybe kind of, hey, why don't you go check this site out? Yeah. You know, there are a lot of guys that realize that this is not cool. And, and you know, yeah. and just yeah. if they get a taste of that, if it then becomes cool to say, oh, I don't do that to your friends. Yeah. Then you have something. Yeah. 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 You know, this, uh, this takes me to another topic. Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about changing societal attitudes. Yeah. Now, we have seen, well, step back a little bit. Uh, I remember, you know, when I was young, smoking was cool. Yeah. Uh, and smoking was everywhere. They smoked in restaurants, on airplanes, everybody on TV was smoking, everybody in the movies was smoking. Uh, and we were these Pentecostal people who didn't smoke. Mm. And it, it was not cool yeah. not to smoke. Um, God, you know, we were, to use the word of the day, square. Mm-hmm. Now, society has made a change. And um, now you get, uh, you know, those people, <laughs> it's not cool to smoke anymore. It's understood that some people, you know, are still hooked and, you know, there are going to be a few iconoclasts who are going to do it just to shove it in the face. They'll do it because it's not cool. And Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a way to stick a finger in the eye of society. Others, we understand, keep, have, would love to quit and just can't. But smoking is no longer cool. Mm -hmm. Now, we have just seen in the last few weeks, Michael, a momentous social shift post Harvey Weinstein. Right. Yeah. It's, it's huge. It's yeah. Huge. Yeah. yeah. I think it's just started. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Where it just, you open the paper every day just to see, you know, what new, you know, beloved actor or trusted, you know, newsman or, you know, mm-hmm. is toast. 
because of what they were doing and what society accepted or turned a blind eye to or excused wrongly. Yeah. For generations. Yeah. But it for, turned for, that literally for generations. Yeah. But it has turned. We hit a tipping point. It turned. And now everything's changed. The question is, how long will it take before society wakes up to the um, the absolute existential threat to our society that pornography represents? Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, it's that's that's the million dollar question is. Yeah. Where does this thing when, if it does, does this thing kind of drop off and something else takes the day, you yeah, know, especially yeah. in our popular culture? I don't know. You know, it's uh, my wife and I have talked about this. She's experienced some, you know, sexual harassment and abuse in her past. And mm-hmm. so she signed the Me Too campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I totally applaud her in doing that. But, you know, when you look back on it and, and one thing I did, Nate, and I'm sure you did this, too, thinking about my behaviors yeah, As a sex addicts. It's like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, I'd be at the top of that list. But yeah, you know, yeah. no one really cares about us because we're not, you know, yeah, not yeah. Weinstein or yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you get these power brokers, and I don't know where this stops because I don't know many people that are in that kind of, you know, um, masters of the universe mm-hmm. role, whether they're a sports figure or a media figure or a, you know, TV or Hollywood movie star or whatever that ha- is a male yeah. that hasn't been involved in some sexual indiscretions that they probably look back on and regret. Maybe it was a night they had too much, or maybe yeah. it was just a whole trend, but you know, on, the, I mean, on the one hand, I'm really applauding it, Yeah, but I'm just kind of wondering uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm, I'm wondering uh, where this ends and if they will make the connection, yeah. if they're willing to make the connection to actually start to tear down all the societal, socio-sexual supports that undergird people's use of porn. Because my experience has been that most people, especially in the secular culture, it's like, you will have to pry my, you know, yeah fingers off of my dead body before I give up my right and ability to use pornography. Right. That's where a lot of this stuff is rooted at. Sure. Oh, absolutely. That's where the, you know, sexual harassment is porn with skin on. Sure. It's the, it's the, the macho guy taking advantage of, of typically women. And, Mm -hmm. um, uh, and and now in our culture, what's interesting is some of that's being flipped, you know, look at the school teachers, the women who are, being accused too. So yeah, there's, it's a real interesting time, isn't it? It sure is. What are your thoughts about it? Yeah. And here we are, you know, right in the middle of it. Yeah. It is um, absolutely amazing to me um, how oblivious I was during my years of active addiction. I never consciously pursued anybody, but when I look back, you know, there, there were probably, flirtatious conversations that I had when I was in a position of organizational uh, authority over somebody. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, I never, uh, you know, this is not virtue on my part. Uh, You know, it's Mm -hmm. more, I think, it was my uh, insecurity probably kept me from 
from uh, really pursuing that stuff to a point where I might become, you know, criminally liable. But uh, did I during, I, I was so out of it, Michael. Yeah. When I was using yeah, porn yeah. heavily, so out of it. Uh, uh, were were there things that I did and said and comments I made or looks that I gave that were inappropriate? Yeah, I think there probably were. Mm -hmm. There probably were. But we were busy hiding it. Yeah, yeah. Right? And when you get these masters of the universe type personalities, you know, that feel that they're beyond the law or beyond correction. I mean, Harvey Weinstein even had it written into his contract as to that they would look the other way for sexual harassment type things. I mean, that's just mind boggling. So it is good to see a move towards that construct being broken down that boys club. Yeah. 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 Um, But it's really, really going to be interesting. Uh, It's just going to be interesting to see how this plays out. I really hope it opens up the conversation more about how we got there. It's got to. Yeah. 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 What about young people? What are your, uh, you know, because we see some of the older pillars being, Mm -hmm. you know, brought down by other adults, older adults, but do you ever hear any, anything in terms of what like younger people are thinking about this? You know what? We need to have those conversations. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, by the way, that just makes me think of something. You're quite the question that you brought up before from that listener. Yeah. This is a great way to start the conversation. This stuff is all over the news. Just ask your kid. Hey, what do you think about all this, by the way? Yeah. 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 You'll kind of be able to gauge and see where they're at, you know? That's a great idea. Side door into getting them to talk about what their attitude is towards sexualized content. Yeah. Which they all are immersed in it in their video games, TV shows, movies, everything, their music. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that's where the conversation really, that's a neat kind of conversation to have is bring up a, you know, something that's in the media, something that's in the news. Yeah. Because it can be neutral from the standpoint of, Oh, dad's not trying to have the talk with me. Yeah. Yeah. Just bringing this up. Yeah, interesting. That's yeah. a good idea. And let's stay humble in the process. I loved yeah. the way one, yeah. of, one of my Samson guys uh, introduced himself at last Monday's meeting. He said his name and he said, and the only difference between me and Harvey Weinstein is money and opportunity. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's exactly right. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Let's stay humble. Yeah. Well, hey, I want to talk to you uh, about the Set Free Summit, your vision for Oh, no, for it's that. the Breaking Free Summit. Breaking Free. I'm sorry. <laughs> the Breaking Free Don't Summit. Don't take us back in time. That's Although right. Although I said that earlier. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and we'll do that in just a moment when we return on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Arr. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting what's going on, man. I, I'm kind of... There's a lot of hypocrisy in this. Yeah. You know, but it should be interesting. Okay, we are back on the Pirate Monk Podcast. Uh, Michael, it feels like you and I jumped on a speeding train in April this year. No uh, I, I feel like I was thrown on the on the train by Reggie Campbell. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> oh. But he's done that to many. He used to be on my board of directors. Yeah, yeah. And I used to have to live with that for years, every yeah. board meeting. So welcome to my nightmare. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I wonder whether I will have that same sense of urgency uh, when I'm his age, which is not that far away. I think he's only got about 10 years on me. Yeah. Uh, but he's survived a, young, a lung transplant. He's said goodbye to his family and then unexpectedly been given some bonus time. You know, yeah. he got it. And uh, he's not wasting any bonus time and he doesn't want anybody else to waste time. Yeah, I, I don't know whether that's part of his challenge or what it is. But anyway, uh, he sure kicked me hard. I still feel it every mm-hmm. time I sit down. So we've started Samson House and we've got this, you know, we're revamping the website. new version. But one of the great things was at that conference in Atlanta in April, you came up and introduced yourself. We had met via email mm-hmm. uh, earlier. And of course, I knew who you were. Good golly. You've been, you know, all over the networks and written a great book and traveled the country and talked to thousands of college kids. So I knew who Michael Leahy is. Uh, but then uh, we became friends. You were even kind enough to come on up here to Franklin and we went for a walk and talked and then began kind of regular communications. And one of the things we talked about was the fragmented uh, nature at present yeah. of this sex addiction recovery effort. Mm-hmm. Especially in the faith community. Yeah, Big yeah, time. yeah. So uh, just an awful lot of people, but not that there has to be central organization, but or central directive at all. It's a great thing that everybody's working their own part of the field the way they are. But there's just been very little in the way of communication, of sharing best practices, of Mm -hmm. encouraging and supporting one another. Uh, And so, you know, we began to dream. And I kind of, I've seen you, brother, as uh, the natural ringmaster in this thing, since you know so many people. You've been around for for so long, and you're so old. <laughs> no, and now you're making me feel old. <laughs> We're all old. No, but I mean, you got you've got these people in your Rolodex, yeah. and you've got okay, you got tons of experience, and you're you're a you're an IT guy, and you and you're married to a freaking IT marketing genius person. Um. <laughs> uh, so, you know, my first thought was kind of an old school thing where we do a big conference. We even came up with a great name. Remember the Oasis Conference, yeah. right? Yeah, love that. That's right. Get everybody in the Georgia Dome, which we can't do now because they blew it up last week. Um, <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> now we'd have to pay a lot more to get them in the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. But <laughs> the rent went up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you... Golly, gosh darn it, Michael. You went ahead and harnessed the power of the internet and came up with an idea, a way to do this thing virtually that is simpler and a lot of ways more effective. And brother, you put your head down. You and Christine have been sacrificing and working, and I know nobody's nobody's paying you to do this. And you have Nope. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah. And you've put together something I am so excited about. So talk yeah. to us about the Breaking Free Summit, which which begins uh, just December a little 10th. over two weeks yeah, away. That's right. yeah. yeah, we're in crunch time. Okay. Um, yeah, thanks. No, you, you've... You have now haunted my days with this idea of being a, a, a ringleader or a ringmaster or, yeah. or 
thank you. Um, but, you know, it, it also came out of another conversation, you and I and uh, some of your folks. And I mm-hmm. brought a, a friend, Jake, uh, who's now with uh, Josh McDowell Ministries. Sure. Uh, we all went to uh, a really great, interesting, um, you know, fundraising uh best practices kind of workshop. And we talked about this some, and I remember Jake telling me, he said, uh, let me reel back a second. Um, I had been invited by Josh McDowell to speak at the set free summit, mm-hmm. which was a real in person, everyone show up, get a hotel room, fly to, you know, North Carolina kind of a thing, typical conference. And it was really, it was about 850 leaders in this area of ministry. I don't think you were available at the time. Uh, right. Yeah. But, um, so we definitely missed you, but you know, people like Mark Laser were there, Ted Roberts, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Uh, you know, um, Dr. Doug, um, and and uh, just a whole host of other people. It's kind of a, a who's who thing of uh, gathering. And um, it was such a great experience. Uh, but I remember coming away from there thinking, gosh, there's some real changes here. For instance, I had in my I was invited to be a keynote speaker on the opening night and then spoke a couple times after that. And one of the things was I had kind of a fun thing that I was going to do um, to recognize Mark Laser mm-hmm. uh, because Mark has had a, a, from Faithful and True Ministries, has had a big impact on me because number one, I went through his Faithful and True workbook back in, you know, 1998 or 99 or whatever. That yeah. was the curriculum that I used to kind of, you know, start going through my recovery process. And then over time, especially as I got into the mentoring and mentoring others through this, I've been using his workbook. Sure. Even though it's dated, great material, great guy. So I wanted to say something to him, acknowledge him. Same thing with Ted Roberts, you know, what yeah. he's done, the Conquer series and all that. Well, Mark couldn't make it because he, I think, was diagnosed with cancer or it's some serious ailment. So he yeah. couldn't even travel. And um, Ted was there, but Ted was visibly struggling. And mm-hmm. we've actually got Ted Roberts. Uh, as a speaker for this virtual summit, but he's going to be appearing with their new CEO because Ted's struggling with Parkinson's. Wow. And and so Jake, the, the, the buddy that I brought along to that uh, weekend that you and I went to, um, he, he's mentioned to me, he said, you know, Michael, you're, and uh, Jake's in a 29 or something like that, 20 and yeah. 30 year child. Yeah. And he said, you know, we, a lot of these guys who have been leaders out there are getting old enough to retire now. Yeah. Uh, I think Ted has actually formally stepped down. Okay. Uh, Mark is very, very close. Right. And uh, there's some other people. Doug Weiss is, you know, he's getting up there. He's still kicking, but he's, he's getting up there. <clears throat> and he said, there's a huge gap between the old guard yeah. leaders and people like myself. And, and by the way, you and I are kind of, you know, you, you and I are in the same iconic class of be filling this gap. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, because we're not quite ready for retirement, but we're not the young bucks. Right. And he said there's a huge void. And I, I thought about that and I started looking it up. And there were other people that spoke at that conference as well. Some some women who were their wonderful speakers, but they were again in their, you know, late 60s, yeah. mid 70s. And he just said, you know, we need someone, we need a leader. We need yeah. we we need people like you. We need people like Nate uh, to kind of pick up the mantle, you know, yeah. to take the baton and go forward. So that was something that stuck with me. But the other thing that was an inspiration for this virtual summit was being there. They had 25 speakers, of which I was one of them, and, you know, all people that you know. And, um, wow, what a great, great opportunity to hear mm-hmm. some amazing things and just the experience because – 
most of these people, not all, but most of them are guys like you and I and your listeners and viewers that, uh, that are in recovery themselves. Sure. This wasn't a bunch of pastors getting up there talking about something they had no idea about. Right, right. You know, or church leaders or whatever. Yeah. These were all, because I asked, I asked for a show of hands, how many are recovering addicts? Oh, wow. And, and almost the entire place raised their hands. Sure. That's how we get into this work. That's exactly right. right. So, but the thing I thought was, man, we're preaching to the choir. Yeah. I wish my guys that I'm mentoring uh, yeah. could have been here. I wish the, their spouses could have heard what people like Don Hawkins and um, uh, Jessica, um, my gosh, she was amazing. Um, Jessica Harris. Mm. Here's a story of a woman who struggle with sexually addictive behavior. Right, right. And, um, you know, and I knew some people that weren't there, like Barbara Steffens and mm-hmm. uh, Marsha Means, who have wonderful ministries they've been doing for years to help spouses right. as that are addicted. So anyhow, I came away from that. My first First thought was okay. I'm going to get back in touch with Josh uh, McDowell, who helped, to, who was one of the main co-sponsors, and the guys at Covenant Eyes, who were the other main co-sponsors, and find out when they're going to do another one of these. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, they're like, "We will not be doing another one of these." I'm like, "Why?" Yeah. We spent a lot of money and we didn't make our money back. Yeah. So, so then it's like I start hearing from these other folks who were there, and they're like, "So, are you going to do a?" are you going to do the next one? And I'm like, no, I'm not sitting on a million bucks. I can't pull this thing off. Yeah. But then, uh, so that's where Chrissy stepped in. Yeah. My wife, Christine, who's a digital marketing expert. Yeah. And uh, she said, why don't you do a virtual summit? Yeah. A virtual summit. Oh, you mean like online? Yeah. And she's like, Michael, you know, all these people, you know, I mean, you know, Nate, but you know, you know, yeah. Roberts, you know, Mark Lazy, you know, all these people. And, and I thought, huh, I think we could do that. Yeah. And guess what? It's not going to cost me a million bucks. There you go. Probably won't even cost me 10,000 bucks. So, um, so we kind of got a late start at this, but once we I'm decided, astonished by how fast you've moved once you decided to do it. Holy smokes. Well, Michael. you usually need a, an on-ramp of about three to four months. And we gave ourselves about a month and a half lead time on yeah. this thing. Cause yeah. I really wanted to jump into, I wanted to pull this off before the end of the year. Yeah. Cause here's the deal. And I want your listeners to hear this. You're going to, you're one of our speakers. Yeah. We had a great, conversation uh, as always no surprise mm-hmm. there but also we want to i want to use this as a fundraising aid for you guys oh and the way yeah. we're going to do that is everyone who registers for the summit and attends is 10 days long everyone gets in free so right. you, you want to sit there and listen and watch or what have you we're going to have we're using a great platform that works really well on mobile just as well as on a laptop uh you can, i've divided the topics or the days into 10 topics so you can be granular and just go to the things that you want to hear or you know your favorite speaker like you and just hear the interview that we do in total but you know i got almost 50 people i've got 48 48 speakers. Fantastic. 48 speakers. All experts and men and women. Okay. And and so, obviously, over 10 days, unless you're deciding to, you know, quit your day job or you're retired or you just have a lot of time on your hands, yeah, probably not going to be able to get through all of the content before the, the summit ends. So, we're going to give folks an opportunity to buy an all-access pass. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost 99 bucks. 
but they'll have lifetime access forever to, to this content. And for the guys in recovery, a lot of people don't realize this, but for guys in recovery, this is the kind of, these are the kind of uh, recovery disciplines, the, the information, the, uh, the, the help that we turn to on a daily basis as part of our daily disciplines. Yeah. Probably why a lot of people subscribe to your podcast. Yeah. Most of the guys I mentor subscribe to your podcast. Mm-hmm. And the way they use it, it's, their, it's part of their daily disciplines right. to continue to work on their recovery. Sure. So, but here's the big thing is for the folks that they're, you're going to have a link that people are going to be able to click on pretty soon. We're going to want, we're going to put this out in about a week. Okay. And uh, if they, if they sign up for the summit just to attend for free, right. Uh, using your affiliate link. Right. And we'll make it very clear where that is on your website. And then if they decide later on or right off the bat to buy an all access pass, we're doing a 50, 50 split. Of right. the of the income that comes out of that, so oh, wow. you get fifty bucks, we get fifty bucks. It helps you grow your ministry. That's it very helps generous. us be able to do more of these. Yeah. and we think this is going to be a good potential fundraiser for a lot of folks because we yeah. know that that's a big part of what you're doing now is trying to get some funds raised to be able yeah. to continue to improve this awesome app that you guys came yeah. out with and the website and the group stuff you're doing. It costs money, right? Oh, it does. It does. It yeah. costs lots of money. We're $75,000 in already. Yeah. And, and just think about that. Uh, this is fantastic. I can go to a conference for $99. Yeah. You can, I'll spend $99 in gas and food just getting to a conference without yeah. paying the entrance fee, the hotels and yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's a it's a it's a smart way to go. Yeah. I'm so glad you guys are doing this. Yeah, I, I am too. It's amazing. And let me just throw out some of the names. Some of you guys may know these names. Um, obviously, you're on here. Um, uh, we've got uh, Dr. Barbara Steffens, who uh, is a leader. She wrote the book called "Your Sexually Addicted Spouse." Big time. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to have a lot of women on this. Mm-hmm. Um, big time leader in the area of spouses who struggle. Um, Trey and Melody Lover, uh, Laborn, right. who were in the um, the Heart of Man movie, of course, and a wonderful story, amazing story of how their divorce didn't work out. Yeah, yeah. So they, you know, got remarried through all that. Jonathan Dougherty from Bro- Be Broken Ministries. Dr. Mm-hmm. Doug Weiss, Marnie Faree, who's been in this area for a long time. Oh, oh yeah. Right road from you guys Bethesda workshops yeah Nashville uh, does a great job she's going to be with us Alex Lurza he's the guy who started our tribe Mm. and it's going to people use the our tribe app which is great Vicky Titi yeah uh, who again wrote a wonderful book uh, spouse about spouses who struggle in this uh, area or spouses husbands who struggle Justin Hunt he wrote a wonderful or he uh, produced a great movie um, called um, Addicted to Porn that was narrated by the guy from Metallica oh Uh, wow uh, uh, Matt Dobbs shoots Porn Free Radio. Oh, um, yeah. Good. Got like about 20,000 downloads a month on his uh, Porn Free Radio podcast. Greg and Stacy Oliver from Awaken Recovery. Jessica Harris, Beggar's Daughter. Neil Anderson, Freedom oh, and Christ. It's but great. Yeah, right, right in town there in Franklin. Yeah. Uh, amazing interview with him, by the way. That interview is worth its weight in gold. This this is just an amazing guy. Um, you know, we got Troy and Melissa Haas. You won't know them, but they run <clears throat> probably the one of the largest in-residence uh, recovery programs in the country that's faith-based right here out of uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Crystal Renault, I know you know her. Sure, yeah. T.G. Ryan, Surfing for God. Oh, yeah. You know, author... Uh, Dr. Mark and Debbie Laser, uh, Joel Hesch with Proven Men Ministry, Steve Arterburn, 
you know, don't need to explain who he is. Marsha Means, um, Sam Black from Covenant Eyes. Oh, good. good. Ted Roberts, Dr. Marianne Layden, Bill Struthers, Donald Hilton, Michael John Cusack, you know, Jeff Schulte, Tin Man Oh, Ministries, nice. Your buddy, thanks to yeah. your, uh, your, your introduction. So, I mean, these are guys that I sat and had about an hour and a half long conversation with just like you and I are doing. Yeah, right. And I wanted it to be just that intimate, just that personal. We're talking about 10 topics that are all critical to recovery. And I hope everyone, you know, goes to your website, clicks on the link and checks it out. And if you, if you want to support the ministries, um, buy the all access pass. And now you've got this huge repository. There'll be over 150 hours of recorded conversations. Wow. Yeah. And that's the first step. Next time we're going after the church. We're going to do this again in May. uh, And we're going to target pastors and church and ministry leaders to start educating them on the things that we've all been talking about that we wish the church was doing to to be of more service to men and women who struggle in their spouses. Brother, this is fantastic. You are creating a treasury of wisdom. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's, you know, it's, we all need it. And, and just like we were talking about today, things are changing on the landscape and, uh, you know, we need all the help we can get. And you know what? I'm going to be listening to all of these myself and I'll tell you why. Here's one thing I've noticed. Um, I recognize truth. I recognize the gospel when I hear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the gospel is so big and wisdom is so vast and varied that I can't keep it all in mind at once. And I forget it. Yeah. Um, not, I'm sure that there'll be many things that I hear uh, when I listen to those sessions that I've never heard before. So I'm going to get some fresh mm-hmm. wisdom. Yeah. But I'm also going to get reminded in wonderful ways of stuff that I know, but I forgot. Yep. And it's going to be a, a real boon to my own recovery. And it's going to enrich the conversations that I have with my guys uh, that I go walking with every day. Yeah, good. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, I, I'll tell you, it's been I've I've already done um, I've already done thirty interviews to wow. date, and uh, I'm learning a lot of stuff. I'm learning a lot of neat stuff. But one of the best things is we've talked before about the power of Me Too. Mm-hmm. I, think I heard you talking about that at the the weekend retreat. Which, by the way, if any of your listeners, if, if if you end up doing another one of those retreats and you've got to do another, if, if any of your listeners don't attend that, they don't know what they're meant. They're crazed. I mean, that's seriously <laughs> yeah. deranged. That was so much fun. I've never been on a pirate ship before and had more fun. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was a great time. We had on that weekend, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we one thing that I, I wanted to make sure of this, there are only a handful of people like Neil Anderson, uh, the, um, I, I know the fellow that, um, did the movie, produced the movie. I talked with him. This wasn't his struggle, um, mm-hmm. in particular. So, but I'm, I'm saying that out of all of those people, there are only two or maybe three that don't have a me too story. Right. That either, that weren't either men who had become fully addicted right. in this area or, you know, spouses who, and they've all come through this. They're all living redemptive lives in freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a huge value in terms of just learning best practices from people who have been there and who've come through it. Yeah. 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 So once again, it starts on December 10th. Yep. Uh, they can link, they'll be able to link to it off the Samson site. Correct. Uh, 
right? Yeah, so go to the Samson site, look for the link to the Breaking Free Sexual Integrity Virtual Summit or just Breaking Free Virtual Summit. Yeah. Or, that's your way to, or yeah. I mean, if for some reason, if we're slow getting the link up, I don't want you to miss it. Yeah. You go straight to what's going to be your... Oh, your they can go to BreakingFreeSummit.com. Go ahead and just sign yeah. up there. Yeah. Yeah. But we really want them to sign up through yours because if they do end up buying the All Access Pass, that gives you guys money to be able to... Yeah. And you yeah. define what you're doing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I'm that's it. Pressure on you to make sure you guys have that link on there. Okay, okay. We'll Thank do. We'll, we'll, we will do our best. Yeah. <laughs> I, okay. I, I know what I know what's behind <laughs> that statement. So you've just been run dragged through the gauntlet of technology, my friend. I'm amazed you're still standing. <laughs> and, and and we'll get Chrissy to do a pro bono. She'll help you get that link. Okay. There. All right. Okay. <laughs> you've got an advantage, man. You you, you, yeah. marri- you, you married your uh, web designer. That's right. That's yeah. right. She knows what she's doing. Unbelievable. So, uh, All right. Well, brother, time has flown. We're already coming to the end of, of, of this. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, man. I got to get uh, you off of this. You, you, once you get off of this rocket ship. Yeah. For just a few days, uh-huh. uh, Christy and I would love to come back up and visit with you guys. Oh. In Franklin, but we don't dare even suggest it because <laughs> you have been like in hyperspeed mode. So we're all pray- we're praying for you that you okay. you all keep your sanity through all this. Right. But it's and, been amazing what you have launched, by the way. Love you. your app. Love the website. Yeah, it's it's exciting to see this new energy come into Samson. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, listeners, we'd love to hear from you. If you've got questions, you've got comments, you've got suggestions, or even you got a little pushback. Um, and uh, by the way, I do occasionally get some pushback, and I really value it. I, I uh, give us, uh, drop us a line, or more than a line, send us an epistle to the Pirate Monk Podcast at gmail.com. Pirate Monk Podcast at gmail.com. Well, so until next week, it's me, just lonely me, Nate. No Aaron, no Newton, no Mondo, just Nate. But I am here with Michael, and I'll be back next week here on the Pirate Monk Podcast.